Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone and welcome back. I hope you had a good week. This is coming out on a bank holiday so if you're in the UK um, I hope you are having a chance to take some time for self-care as we kind of go on about all the time and I am actually going to try and do. Although a couple of people I've spoken to have said about how it feels a bit weird to have a bank holiday because obviously this year is just... (laughs) I mean, you know, all these words have just been overused now, haven't they, about the uncertainty and how it's unprecedented and it's strange. Um, But as much as those words now don't really hold the same meaning because they've been overused I think still appreciating what a strange time this has been and the impact that it's had um well we'll continue to have this week for young people they are due to be starting back at school and I think it's still really unsettling because there isn't really any clarity on what it's going to be like and there's potentially a lot of anxiety uh, in our young people as well as in parents, carers, teachers um, around that. And obviously we talked about exams um, last week briefly, but I think as we've said before, and I just want to reiterate, whatever you're feeling is what you're feeling and taking a pause to acknowledge what you're feeling and having some grace with yourself that that whatever you're feeling is totally fine totally normal to be feeling and that doesn't mean that it's easy (laughs) it doesn't mean that those feelings aren't really difficult to sit with but you know and and I say this as someone who quite often finds it difficult (laughs) to sit with big feelings but you know sometimes we fall into these habits of sort of trying to numb uh, those feelings and whether that is with food or with mindlessly scrolling through TV, uh, guilty of both of those, or with uh, with other substances such as drugs and alcohol, you know these are ways that we can we can try and avoid those difficult emotions that we are feeling, and quite often tied up with that is is this sense of shame that we shouldn't be feeling whatever we're feeling that it's not okay to be feeling whatever we're feeling. And I think just taking a moment to acknowledge whatever's coming up. And and if it's uncomfortable to do this at the moment, then, you know, giving yourself some grace around that as well. But yeah, giving yourself that grace there, whatever you're feeling is okay. And anytime you hear a should, this is something that um, I can't remember where I first heard it or who said it, but whenever you hear a should or a shouldn't, that is that kind of external expectations from someone else and really it's about connecting with yourself and being true to yourself and I think that's um, a very appropriate message because this uh, today's episode I was gonna say this week but now we're in two weeks so I can't say that anymore so today's episode with Robert and he talks about his own uh, sort of healing journey and enlightenment and the importance of that and, and one of his messages is about really getting to know ourselves and being true to ourselves, um, trying to escape from that comparison 
and also the sort of power of our thoughts. So it was a really great conversation. Uh, I am quite mindful of recording. Uh, this is just a little aside, but I've um, we're nearly 60 episodes and we're going to hit 60 episodes on Wednesday which is super exciting. And I've upgraded my tech a little bit. So I have a new microphone and the intros are recorded on the mic. And I always kind of listen back and think, oh, this sounds great. <laughs> and then I listen back to episodes. So interviews that I recorded a little while ago and um, the sound isn't quite as good. So I apologize for that. But I also, yeah, I can see the progress, I guess, and the, the development of the podcast and the growth. And I always find it interesting to look back at in, in any anyone in any field to look back at their early work and that journey and that development and if you ever watch an old film and you see a really young actor like what was it my partner was watching the other day um but there was a, like a young Nicolas Cage <laughs> and a young like Richard Gere and and seeing uh where they started and seeing that development so as much as sometimes when I'm editing listening and I think oh I wish the sound was clearer or I wish actually seeing that development and that ongoing progress and development is is great to see and you know if you have been listening from the beginning thanks <laughs> for still being here with us and hopefully you can see the growth of the podcast and me as well in that in that process um, and if you're new welcome <laughs> and we're really happy to have you here so yeah this episode uh, it was a really interesting conversation and as always individuals come on they they share their story they share their perspectives they share their opinions and we are not at all prescriptive and I always try and approach conversations with an open mind and an open heart and I encourage you to do the same and we do get a little bit spiritual um in this episode and that might be something that really resonates for you and really kind of fits with your beliefs and it might not be and and that's completely fine I think that is the beauty of being human it's why I love psychology that we are all completely unique strange individuals <laughs> I think um and I think that's that's why I love the podcast I love having these conversations and hearing all these different perspectives and experiences um and I think that is one of the the beauties of being human and really being able to appreciate the variety of our experiences and our thoughts and I think sometimes you know as we see when when there is difference between people whether it's of opinions whether it is of physical characteristics that we can see whether it is our ideologies and, and all of that quite often when we see that difference we default to fear of that difference and prejudice and discrimination and all of that comes in um but I personally, and I would, you know, encourage people to try and have this perspective if they don't, is to really appreciate and be curious about that difference and the variety. Um, and, you know, I try to approach, I try, not, <laughs> not always, um, but I try to approach conversations with curiosity um, as one soul talking to another soul or, or something along those lines. I feel like I'm being a bit cheesy today, but <laughs> that's kind of my perspective. I will uh, stop chatting away and dive into this conversation and I will be back super quick at the end. So enjoy this conversation with Robert. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited to welcome this week's guest, Robert, to the podcast. So welcome. 
And if you could introduce yourself to listeners and tell them a little bit about you, that'd be great. Yeah, thanks, Hannah. Uh, my name is Robert Crown. I live in the suburbs of Chicago, Illinois, in the USA. I'm out here with uh, my wife and four small children. I run a small real estate brokerage. Uh, brokerage. I also wrote a book uh, a couple of years ago called Suffering Ends When Awakening Begins. And it's about my journey in my life, about the hardship, adversity, and suffering I went through and how I was able to overcome it once I realized um, what brought on all of this uh, suffering in my life. I love the title of your book. Can you repeat it again for everyone? Suffering Ends When Awakening Begins. It's so true, though, right? And I, I actually titled my book, and then I was reading something in the Bhagavad Gita, and they talk about suffering in there, and people never question why they go through suffering. So I, I found it rather very interesting. Mm. And so you said that you um, you sort of, I guess, came to terms with the adversity that you'd faced and came to understand more about why it happened. Or Could you talk a little bit more about, about that, about how you kind of took took all of that and then got to where you are now? Well, I think the biggest part for me, the biggest turning point in my life was in 2007 when I became homeless with my wife and four small children. And I finally realized at that point that the way that I was thinking was corrupt and distorted. I realized that I was always focused on the negative and what can go wrong instead of the positive and what could go right. So I realized through study and research and, you know, watching videos on all sorts of other people that my thoughts are very powerful, right? Our thoughts are powerful. So that's one of the biggest things that I learned. And I also learned about, um, you know, I ended up taking a red pill, as they call it. And <laughs> once you take one of those, <laughs> you can't go back, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I found out a lot of information about humanity and what was going on with humanity and all the suffering humanity was put through. And I realized a lot of my suffering and the suffering in the world you know, it's not really necessary for us to go through it if we change the way that we start to think and use our thoughts and become awakened to what's really going on in the world. It sounds so simple uh, when you say it like that about becoming aware of our thoughts and the, and the power of them. But I imagine that it was not such an easy process to make that transformation. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and it's still a, uh, in progress right now. So it's a constant uh, work, right? We're constantly working on it to improve ourselves, to evolve and to grow. Uh, no, it wasn't. It took me actually, when we were homeless, a friend of mine um, told us to watch the movie The Secret, you know, and I, and I watched it and you know, kind of the people that, uh, you know, Bob Proctor really resonated with me and and Michael Beckwith at the end of the movie. Have you seen the movie? Uh, a while ago, yes. Okay. Yeah. And he, what he said in the last, uh, you know, 38, 42 seconds of the movie was, you know, I believe that you're great, you know, that there's something magnificent about you, regardless of what's happened to you in your life or how old or how young you think you may be. Once you let this power that's within you, that's greater than the world to begin to emerge, it will take over your life. It will feed you. It will clothe you. It will guide you, protect you, direct you, and sustain your very existence if you let it. And then he said, this is what I know for sure. 
And um, I got kind of like goosebumps right now from that. But I, I picked up on his vibration. You know, I when I talk to people, I listen to their words and I also pick up their vibration. So if their words and their vibration match, then I know they're on center, you know, they're kind of heart centered and I can feel that. But if something's not right, you know, sometimes I can, I can feel that as well. But I knew that that man was telling the truth. I knew he had experienced it and I knew what he was saying was absolutely true. So, you know, I kind of hung on to that. And it kind of pulled me through some things. And then, you know, it still took me like five years to really start getting into learning how to change and, you know, um, watch, reading uh, some Bob Proctor stuff, watching his videos and Joe Dispenza and all of this stuff constantly, you know, and I'm still working on it in, in a, um, as we speak here, but it's, I've come a long way than I, where, where I came from to where I am now, which is pretty amazing in itself. Mm-hmm. So that message that that you are great and that you have this this power within, because I, I can imagine that for some people when they hear that, particularly if they're in quite a negative space and how they feel about themselves, it might be quite difficult to start really believing that even if they say it to themselves and, and there might be that kind of, I don't know, awkwardness or rejection of it. I wonder if you experienced anything like that when you first heard it or if you straight away just resonated with it. Uh, sure, you you have doubt. Uh, there's no question about it. You have doubt until you can get some experience with it, and um, that's the key is the experience. So once you have experience, or once you can do something at least one time and change your life, or change a situation, change your reality, then you know for sure that what people have been saying that it's just not talk, that it's actually something that you can really do. The problem is, is that we're programmed to think negative. Okay, the National Science Foundation in 2005 came out with an article stating that 80, we think between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts a day. 80% of those thoughts are negative. 95% of those thoughts are from the day before. So what's the definition of insanity, right? So how are we going to think positive when most of our thoughts are 80% of them are negative and they keep coming the same day over and over again the same way. And that's the key. But, you know, the greater question to ask and really the, the question that needs to be asked is why are we thinking so negative? You know, why are people getting down on themselves so much? What is the problem? That's the question we need to ask. So one of the things I realized is that our subconscious about my subconscious mind in the, in my studies here, trying to improve myself is that when we're born, even when we're in our mother's womb, um, everything goes directly into our subconscious mind. It does not have the ability to accept or reject information. So regardless of the information, Anything that we take in from our environment, you know, from our parents, TV, news, school, um, religion, whatever, up until like five, six, seven, eight years old, that goes directly into our subconscious. And that kind of forms, primarily forms our belief systems. And so that information 
until our conscious mind is developed at five, six, seven, eight years old, it doesn't have the ability to accept information or reject it. It takes it in if it's true or false, right or wrong, inaccurate or accurate. It doesn't care. Boom. So when we go through life, we start having these patterns or paradigms. You know, let's say, for example, oh, I always have a problem with relationships, you know, or when something happens like this, I always do this. You know, it's always a pattern or I always have a problem with my boss. Or I always have a problem with authority. Um you know, it could go on and on. So, but that's a program. That's a paradigm that we have in our subconscious mind that we have to rewire and we have to, it's kind of like a a virus almost. So when you have a virus, you have to upload another operating system in order to run your computer. So what we have to do is we have to learn how to reprogram our subconscious mind. And as I was saying before about our thoughts being so powerful, this is demonstrated so easily through so many things. So anyway, this is um, this is demonstrated through Dr. Masurimoto's work, Messages from Water. Are you familiar with that? Um, I've not read it, but I know of it, and it's on my list of uh, books to read. So could you talk about it a little bit? Sure. Well, Dr. Masurimoto, a Japanese researcher, did uh, studies on water and how vibrations and thoughts and different things like, uh, for example, uh, words would affect. So he would say, you know, take a word and say like hate or anger. And then he'd put this water crystal under the microscope and he'd get this ugly looking water crystal, right? But if you would say love and gratitude, um, it would be really beautiful, uh, this beautiful crystal. Let me let me show you an example, can I? I know people can't see, but just so for your own eyes here. Excuse the noise here. So, for example, this is, um, well, here's just a few here. So, if you can see this, so this is, uh, you can see this one is um, Adolf Hitler and how ugly that is. This is, says, you make me sick. This is heavy metal music. Now, this one's thank you, right? Look at how beautiful that is. And love and appreciation. So, what he would do, what he would do is he would, you know, give the vibration or write something on the on the dish and then put it under the, the microscope after a certain amount of time. So this proves clearly that our thoughts really do affect our reality. So whatever we're putting out there is affecting us. Now, think about it. If our thoughts can do that to water crystals, what are they doing to ourselves? You know, by thinking negatively, we're destroying ourselves, right? So we have to realize that, you know, this is all a, all a game. You know, we're, we're basically, our minds are being programmed to think negative. For 80% of our thoughts throughout the day to be negative, I mean, that's, that's insanity. So something, something's not right here. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. Mm. I think what's amazing about that, that research, if you think about the, you know, the, the power that the words are having on water and I guess that the energy they're giving out and and you said rightly about the, the impact it has on us. But if you think about also the people around you, because if you're giving off, I guess, that negative energy that, that would affect water, how would that affect the people around you as well? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely affects uh, people around us. And, you know, they've done that study, I don't know, a few years back where they had like 5,000 people meditate and they reduced the crime in Washington, D.C. by just meditating. So we're powerful beings. And I think that's part of the issue with us trying to, this is what I believe about influencing us to think negatively. The world isn't what it, we think it is. 
you know, so people are, you know, having a difficult time with themselves. Most people don't like themselves, let alone love themselves, right? Because we watch TV, we watch the news, you know, fear, fear, fear. You're not pretty enough. You're not thin enough. You're not good looking enough. You're not tall enough. You're not short enough. You know, whatever it is, you know, you're not smart enough, whatever it is. It's like we're never good enough, right? So people beat themselves up about it. You know, this is nonsense. I mean, we are what we are. This is just our physical body. It has nothing to do with like our existence of who we really are. And I think in order for people, for us to get over this issue of being thinking negatively about ourselves is that we have to start focusing on, we're not thinking about ourselves because if we were thinking about ourselves, we wouldn't be feeling negative about who we are, right? Because we know that we're like a divine being, right? So it's kind of like, we're fooling ourselves, you know, <laughs> we have to really discover who we really are. And when we discover who we really are, then our suffering is going to end in our life, you know, or it's not going to be as, as bad when we come across something, the challenges are going to seem different in our life, you know, because you got a totally fresh perspective. So when something comes along, you're going to handle it totally differently. Like Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So it's really, it's really that simple. Yeah, and there was something you you said there about oh, what was it about? It's gone, disappeared from my head. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's about you know the way that, that the way that we think and about how we think about ourselves. So if we're thinking about ourselves in a negative way, we have to really realize how did we get these negative thoughts? Why are we thinking negatively about ourselves? Where did that come from? You know, we have to start questioning ourselves and questioning our these beliefs about ourselves. Like, where did these come from? Most people that don't feel good about themselves, me included, it came from childhood, right? So, you know, I felt like I wasn't worthy. I didn't, I didn't tell my about my story, but, you know, it was, had a lot to do with my mother and my, my dad. You know, we would drink and stuff. So I didn't feel like I was worthy, right? If your own mother didn't love you and wanted to kill you, then who? who what good are you, right? So you don't feel like you're worthy to, you know, be in a relationship, worthy, you don't fit in, you you know, you just don't belong here. So I think we have to be able to to realize that we have to go past this um, existence, this human existence, and realize who we really are inside, because everyone is really a, a beautiful soul. You know, they just don't realize it yet. And they got to stop fooling themselves with this outward physical appearance. Yeah. And I think that that feeling of, of not being worthy, not feeling enough is quite a common one that a lot of people who are having, you know, difficulties with themselves and the negative thoughts is something that I think comes up quite a lot. And and I wonder with the the um, I guess obsession with the external and appearance, there's a lot where you're not really thinking about yourself, but about other people, and it's that comparison thing, isn't it? And rather than knowing yourself and being true to yourself, you're focused on other people rather than yourself. Yeah, we get caught up in that, right? Because it's kind of like a measuring stick for us to see how we are compared to them. But why do we need to compare ourselves to other people to begin with, right? So we have to learn to love and accept ourselves for who we really are, right? So there's only one of you, there's only one of me, and there's only one of everybody else out there. So again, to me, I think the biggest thing what I learned is that once we understand who we are, and it may take people some time to understand. This took me a little time to understand it, but we have to really think about it, okay? Because this world isn't what it, it, it appears to be, all right? So let's say, 
for example, I, I wish we had that people could see this, but it's okay. I'll try to explain it the best I can. So let's say, for example, maybe this will give people a good idea of who they really are. Let's play with this for a little bit. So we all know that there, there's a God or source or energy that we all originate from, right? But people say that we're created in the image of God, right? Or that we come from, everything originates from one source, right? You've heard that? So if you originate from one source, and now let's say this is, uh, this is God, though, here, right? So let's say this represents God or source or whatever. Okay, if this represents God, then how, how would we describe God, you know, or source or energy or whatever you, whatever you want to call it, right? I think there's like three things in general that we can agree on that, one, God is omniscient, all-knowing, right? And the second thing is he's omnipotent, almighty, all-powerful. And the third thing is he contains his great benevolent love. Would you agree with those three things? All-knowing, all-powerful, and contains his great benevolent love. I'm sure we can go on and on, but... Um, I don't know if I would, actually. I, I kind of feel... I, I was raised Church of England, Christian, so uh, all of that, and then sort of moved away from that. And And I definitely feel that there is some energy or something but i'm not sure i would agree with the kind of yeah i don't i don't know basically okay so let's say let's say let's not say god let's say energy okay let's just say we come from this energy everything originates from a source right so this energy so like everything above the earth originated from everything in the earth everything that is above the earth came from below the earth so same thing with, with us is we originated somewhere, right? It wasn't just an accident. We were created. So if this, if this is this energy that we came from, this energy has to be all-powerful, right? All-knowing. All it has to contain everything, all the essence. So if this is the energy and we come from this energy and I take a piece of this energy, then does this here contain all the same qualities as this piece? Of course, right? So it's just like a pie. So if I take a slice of pie from that, uh, the, from the whole pie, the slice contains all the same ingredients as the whole pie did. You know, it's it's simple. Same thing with here. So if this piece that we came from, this energy is omniscient, omnipotent, full of this great love, um, then the piece that we took here is is omniscient, omnipotent, full of this great love. So that, that's the thing. And this is the thing. So this is us and our multidimensional self, right? So this is our multidimensional body, the energy, whatever, whatever you'd like to call it. So then we can't function this way on this earth. So then we come to this earth and we have to go into a container or a human body in order for us to exist. So when we come into this human body, we don't remember who we are or where we were or where we come from. We have no idea. So when we come in now, our conscious mind is not developed and everything goes directly into our subconscious mind so we get further and further disconnected from who we are. And these beliefs placed on us, which are called the veils of delusion, veils of ignorance, placed over us. And what this does is prevent us from reconnecting with who we really are. Once we remove these veils of ignorance and realize that we, when we come from this source, then we're going to for me, at least, it helped me understand things a lot differently um, and look past the the things that I've been told about religion in this lifetime and about who I am 
all the things that I've heard in my life, this makes, to me, it makes the most sense. And it, when I first heard about this, it really changed my life to see that little kind of demonstration because it, it made a lot more sense to me than the stories <laughs> that, um, you know, that religion was telling me. Um, I mean, it's fine. Religion's fine. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, I was on the path for a long time. I was in a new age religion too for a long time, but um, I realized that, you know, the power is within all of us. You know, we have this divinity within us. The power has always been within us and it will always be within us. I really like the, um, the I guess, the, the visual um, that's created from thinking about each of us as like a slice of divine pie. I just think that's quite a nice image <laughs> to, as a way to understand it. So. It's, it makes it simple to understand, right? I mean, it's like... You know, if this is the source we came from, then we have to have all the same quality, right? That piece of pie doesn't have different ingredients than the whole pie does. It all has the same ingredients. It all has the same. So this is like, to me, this is like for me, what I finally found out is like when I give my power away to something outside of myself and I want to pray outside of myself or have somebody pray for me, I mean, really, I'm giving my power away. And this is part of the problem today I see in the world is that people... We have given our power away and people have taken that power away and now they want to tell us what to think, you know, how to, how to, how to think and how to live our lives. And this is like, can be farther from who we really are. Mm, yeah. So suppose that, that idea of, um, I guess taking the, the power back is about really connecting with yourself and, you know, recognizing, you know, how you really are and, and tuning into what you need rather than being so concerned about what the external is saying. Absolutely. We have to reconnect with that higher self of us, that uh, energy aspect, source aspect, God aspect within us that has always been there. And to think that it's not there, it's, it's impossible. It is not, you know, it is us. It is who we are. So it's just that we've gone so far away, um, part of our belief systems and the things that we've been taught um, to disempower us, you know, that we don't know um, who we are or what we're supposed to be doing here. So, yeah, people just have to go within and start meditating and start quieting their mind and start listening to their to their higher self and reconnect with that higher aspect. Awesome. And uh, we'll come back uh, in a little while and I'll ask you for um, some strategies that people can try to really think about you know, connecting with the higher self. But I have a few other questions that I like to ask all of the guests that I'd love to hear your thoughts about first. So the first one is what always boosts your mood? What brings you joy in your life? What I really love to do is, I mean, it's the whole reason why I wrote my book. And I wrote my book at the time when I decided to write it. I mean, I never planned on writing. I didn't consider myself a writer and had no intention of writing a book. But the only reason why I wrote it is it really brought me back to life because in back in 2011, I was in marriage counseling with my wife and, you know, we had a little hiccup in our marriage. And, you know, at that point, I just didn't care anymore about my life. And I didn't care if I lived or died. And I didn't care about my family, didn't care about work, nothing, you know. And so we went to marriage counseling and, um, you know, I decided to tell the the counselor my whole life story within an hour. I got done. I asked her, I said, have you, I'm just curious. I said, have you ever heard of anybody going through as much as I have in my life? 
And she said, Robert, I've been doing family counseling for 25 years. I've counseled dysfunctional families, addicts, gang members, people that are in prison. And I never heard of anybody going through as much as you have. And you're normal, functionally normal, <laughs> whatever that means. So it's a credit to you. So jokingly, I said to her, oh, I should write a book. You know, if people could hear what I went through, then they would feel better about their own life. And as soon as I said that, it was kind of like the life. Man, it was so powerful. This life force just came back into me, like into my gut. It just ignited, and I, I felt alive again. It's kind of like you're laying on the emergency room, uh, emergency, you know, the, the gurney, right, in the operating room, and all of a sudden you get a straight line, beep. And then all of a sudden they take the paddles and hit you with the paddles. And then you, you come back to life, right? And it's kind of like that's how it was. I came back to life at that moment. So for me, the main thing is I like to help other people because I know I know what it is like to go through suffering. I know what it's like to go through hardship. And it's not fun. And if people are honestly looking for ways to overcome it, then I'm more than willing to talk to them. But I understand people aren't ready yet. And, you know, I wasn't ready a number of times. But that's what I really love to do is I love to help people overcome challenges in their lives. Amazing. Thank you. And the next one, I wonder, this might might be quite similar for you, is what makes life meaningful for you? What makes life meaningful for me? Knowing that I, by talking to someone or had a influence somebody's life in some way would improve the quality of their life. That gives my life meaning. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, So on the podcast, we talk a lot about mental wellness and looking after, I guess, our internal mental world. So my question, it's actually two questions, is what does mental wellness mean to you and how do you look after your own mental well-being? Mental wellness to me is really understanding a couple of things. And it's one, like what we were talking about, like who we are. Because if we don't understand who we are, it's kind of like um, rowing a boat up the stream, right? Yeah, you can do it, but it's going to be challenging, right? Yeah, we can get over stuff all the time, right? Keep going through stuff and, you know, just keep going through it, right? We fall down, we get back up, we keep going, right? But we have to understand what's happening to us. The mental wellness is really knowing who we are. Like, uh, like I am I am God, right? We have this divinity within us. We have this higher aspect of ourselves that is divine. So I think that aspect, when we, when we have that kind of perspective, it's going to help us in life to not look at things as challenging, but for us to, for us to evolve and grow and experience it for us. Um, I also consider it as far as um, our thoughts, you know, having having control over our thoughts and our subconscious mind. So if we if we have paradigms in our life where we're repeating things over and over again, where we're having difficult times, where we can't overcome challenges, uh, we're stressing out, whatever it is, you know, we're not in control of how we're thinking. You know, this is quite evident of 80% of people think negative thoughts. So first of all, we got to love ourselves, right? Forget about all the garbage. Turn off the TV. Stop reading that garbage. You know, uh, some of those trash magazines and all of that stuff. They're really programmed your mind, right? Tell you who you are. But take control of your thoughts. Realize what you entertain up here is what you're attracting in your life. 
So if you're if you're if you're fearful of stuff and you have an energized emotion, then you're going to start attracting this stuff into your life. So you have to be very conscientious of your thoughts and how you're thinking and what you're you're holding in your mind as far as your thoughts go. And I'm sorry, the second part. Could you repeat that, please? <laughs> yeah. So the second part was how you look after your own mental well-being. Yeah, I try to stay. Um, you know, before, you know, people would talk to me, you know, years ago and they tell me about stories about people that, you know, they know that are getting sick and all this. I'm like, hey, and I, I right now today, I interrupt people. I say, no, excuse me. You know, I'm not interested in hearing that. You know, I'm certain I don't want to hear that. I don't want to listen. I don't want to hear on negative things. I don't want that to come into my space. I don't want that to come into my subconscious mind. If people talk to me, you know, I'll either say I reject what you're saying to me out loud or I'll say it to myself and walk away. But I make sure that I protect myself in a way where I'm not going to be around people that are going to be negative because I don't want to I don't want to be around that vibration. I want to maintain a higher vibration. So if people are going to be negative. I understand. I was negative, too. I was negative a lot in a good portion of my life. I know how that is. And, but I hung around myself. Right? I didn't have a choice, right? But hopefully, you know, we can wake up and we'll discover that, hey, I don't need to do like that. So, yeah, I try to really manage uh, very carefully now what I take inside of my psyche. I don't watch any TV anymore. I'm very careful about what I read. It's going to be positive stuff. I don't listen to people who have negative conversations. If they do, I'll try to turn it around. And, you know, I always try to do that. But if they're, if they're not catching on, then I'm just, I just drop it and go. But that's one of the things I you know, protect what's coming inside of me or who I'm around, people that I hang around with um, in, in my environment. And I try to do stuff every day to improve myself, whether it's writing down something, um, you know, affirmations, I call them, or something to help me improve the quality of my life and so forth. Amazing. Thank you for sharing, sharing that. My next question is if you can, if you could describe your mindset. My mindset changes a lot, right, in a, in a way, to a certain degree. But my mindset is kind of, today it's more focused, well, at this time in 2020, it's more focused on uh, going forward. Um, yeah, more focused on the positive, more focused on doors that are opening and moving forward and getting into more fully what I, what I want to do with myself. So I'm, I'm projecting that kind of um, um, intention to the universe. I'm working on expanding that uh, as well into the things that I want to do. And I want to, I want to start speaking more. So I've been procrastinating that. So I decided like last month, boom, I'm going to start. And like last month was like, had all this crazy stuff happen. It was crazy. But in conjunction with that, I think it was because I made that decision to start, okay, let's stop goofing around here. Let's start going. You know, you got something to say and let's, let's, let's take it on the road, so to speak. So as soon as I made that decision, the the second day I got a speaking engagement, and then the first day, I got sent to a book in the mail uh, by this lovely lady, Gloria, who put one of my reviews in the short story book that she, was promote, that she wrote along with 12 other women. And uh, I opened it up and I see my name and my, uh, my um, review in there. It was really kind of nice. So, yeah, it was incredible, incredible month. 
And so that's how I try to keep my mindset. I always think about how I can change things and use it to change my own reality. And maybe we can talk more about that at the end when you, you ask for tips. But, and, you know, I, like I said, last week was a crazy month. I got a car wreck too, but in total, my car up. But it was fantastic because it was a great experience. I learned something really important through that. And it wasn't like, don't drive fast. It was like, you can change your reality in the outcome of the situation um, if you have the awareness do it so but yeah i always try to keep my mindset of always trying to keep positive and always forward looking mm-hmm. amazing uh, we're actually on the tip question now so i always ask guests to leave listeners with between one and three strategies that they can put in place in their life that are going to have a massive impact so you know from your experience maybe around you know if people want to become more spiritually awakened in their own life or uh you know have a similar mindset to you what tips what one to three strategies would you uh, recommend for them Uh, first of all you have to really believe who you really are okay um i believe that all the stuff that i told was a lie and once i started beginning research many things in this world i found out that, that it was correct so a lot of the stuff that we've been told in our lives is a lie and i don't care what part of the globe you're on it, you know we've been lied to as humanity so with that in mind i go back to the uh the energy the source dough that we are this piece of pie that is the divine, right? With all this energy. So we're, we are, we are co-creators of our own reality. We can create our reality by default, or we can create our reality by intention. Most of us, like myself, many, many years created it by default because I wasn't aware that I could create it by intention. So if you want to change your life, you need to elevate your vibration in order for you to elevate your vibration, because you cannot change your life if you're if you're vibrating at a lower vibration. Right. So if I'm right and this happened to me and I know. So when I was homeless, I'm thinking, oh, man, I need to get a car. I need to get a car. But I'm worried about money. I'm worried about money and the cars up here. Right. So if I'm if I'm vibrating at this level and the cars up here or what I want to change I can't get there by feeling lack and poverty, right? So the best way to change your life is to feel joy, right? So if I want to create a new reality for myself, I need to be feel joy or happiness. And once I'm feeling that, then I can try to manifest or co-create something. So if you want to co-create and try to change your reality, whatever it is, you want a new job, you want a new car, you, you want to find that special someone, you want to do whatever – um, what you need to do is you need to make an affirmation. Now, an affirmation is different than an affirmation. An affirmation is a positive statement. An affirmation is a positive statement, but with an energized emotion, because the energized emotion is what gets the affirmation into fruition. It just doesn't happen by itself. Some people that are very strong-minded can, but that's why a lot of people fail on affirmations is because there's something missing there, and it's that emotion so the first thing you need to do is write out like a affirmation. So like for me, for example, for this house I'm living in, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have a permanent home for my family. And I would say that throughout the day and I would say, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have a permanent home for my family, right? With this energy and emotion and I would think, act, feel and believe like I already had it. So the first thing I need to needed to do is to make a decision on what I wanted. And then when you make that decision, it has to be such a firm decision with such firm intention that no one, no thing, nobody's going to stand in your way to get that, right? Boom, you're not giving up. The only one that's going to decide the outcome is you. And the second thing you need to do is to create that image in your mind of what you want. 
So I created the image of the house for me that I wanted in my mind. So you create the image of what you want in your mind. The next thing you do is you you take that emotion of how you feel after you already got what it is you wanted. So if I wanted the house, how would I feel after I got the house? How would I got a permanent house for my family? I'd be so happy. So you take that energized emotion and you put it together with that image in your mind and you make those two one. The next thing you do is you think from the end. So you think, act, feel, and believe that it's already happened. So if you're not in that mode, right? So if you're still thinking lack here, forget about it. But you got to be up here, right? You got to raise your vibration. You got to be in a state of joy when you're saying this, when you're doing it, when you're thinking about it. The next thing is you need to stop the negative chatter. So when the voices come in and start going, well, this isn't going to work. That guy's crazy. You know, you never get anything that you want in your life. You know, forget about it. You're not getting this. You need to shut those voices down. And then what you need to do is you need to go to a happy place. Think of a moment in time or a place that makes you happy or go do yoga, play with your cat or your dog. And whatever it is that raises your vibration, because that's what you want to do. When you want to start focusing on what you want, you want to elevate your vibration because you cannot create something or manifest something for yourself when you're feeling lack or in any of those negative emotions. So the best place to create a new reality for yourself or change in your life is to do it out of joy. So when you go to a happy place, if you don't have a happy place, go to a pet store or somewhere and go play with a puppy or something. Go take a walk in nature. And so when you're in that level, start working on what you you want and what energy emotion. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for those. And I think that's, um, I love the way you did it. It's kind of, like steps that people can follow so that they, you know, the the process that, that they can work through. I think that's so helpful. Right. Right. So just to kind of recap, uh, decision, make a decision on what you want, create a clear image in your mind. Number three, take that energized emotion and combine that with that image. Think from the end and then stop the negative chatter. Perfect. Thank you so much for those. So if people want to find out more, about you, about your message, if they want to check out your book, where can they find you online? How can they connect with you? Let's go to my website, robertjcrown.com. I'm on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram too. Robert Crown on uh, Robert Crown author on Facebook and Robert Crown on Instagram. Perfect. And we can link in the um, in the show notes today so that people can find you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, Robert. I really enjoyed talking to you and um, yeah, and, and I guess thinking about being a slice of divine pie. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's something I'm going to to take away. I'm going to think about, yeah, I guess really connecting with myself and thinking about being divine. So thank you for that. You are divine. You're a beautiful soul, right? Don't think any other way. Absolutely. You're all beautiful souls. You're all divine beings within. Don't let anybody tell you any differently. Brilliant. I think that's such a nice note to, uh, to end on. So thank you so much. And uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So thank you to Robert for coming on and sharing his story. And actually, the book he refers to, The Messages from Water, I am not really much closer to reading it, but I have, um, did I order the ebook or the audio? But actually thinking about it, if I've got the audio, that probably won't work because the images are a key part of it. 
so I'll just be as in the dark as you are about uh, the images he refers to. But if you if you Google it, and we'll put the link in the show notes, then you can check out those images. And it really is quite amazing, uh, that research. Um, and sorry for the bit of noise at the end. That would be a Hector, my, my dog waking up. Um, but, uh, you know, as Robert mentioned in The Things That Bring You Joy, animals Hector often comes up, uh, brings me a lot of joy. And part of the, I guess, the ongoing development or involvement of the podcast is now I tend to record from upstairs. Uh, so there is less chance of a Hector noise be, being picked up. Although, saying that, he, um, we've had him two years now, he's a rescue. And when we got him, he was so quiet. Our neighbour, it was, I think, six weeks we'd had him before she realised we had a dog. Um, And now he's starting to come out of his shell because I think he'd had a traumatic uh, past. He had been taken away from his previous home. And trauma takes time to heal from, whether that is an animal healing food trauma, whether it's a human. Now he is so spoiled and loved. (laughs) He's coming out of his shell and he's being more stubborn and grumpy. But he has found his voice and he still doesn't bark at people going by or things outside, which is great. He doesn't really bark during the night. The only time he really talks is when it's playtime. And we've sort of, I guess, encouraged this. We've modeled it because we will parrot back what he's saying. So we do this like doggy talk, um, which I won't try and do an impression of for you. But we just try and make the same sound back, which for he's a staffy, they're quite vocal. Um, it's not really barking, it's like a weird noise. But he has now, after two years, finally discovered his bark and he is letting out fully uh, kind of pronounced barks, which is quite a shock and quite fun. And, uh, you know, I don't know why he was so quiet, whether he'd been told off for, for barking before. But now he, my point is, my roundabout point, apart from obviously bragging about how awesome my dog is, uh, is that now he does properly bark. Uh, so occasionally the the sound <laughs> might pick up, um, but there won't be any of the sort of scratching or I'm getting restless in my bed type of noises, which have come up <laughs> in previous interviews when I'd sit downstairs and record. So I don't have a full studio, but just at my desk, but it feels a bit more professional. Um, who knows? Who knows if it sounds like that? I don't know. I feel like it's much like my website, looks professional maybe sounds professional apart from obviously we talked about the the audio of the interviews not being quite up to the same standard yet but the the kind of feel of it so the way my website reads and the way I talk feels more relaxed and more personal hopefully uh where I'm kind of relaxing into the role I guess so letting more of my personality out or not stressing so much just kind of letting it flow or something like that So there's only one thing that I really want to mention that's coming up in the world of Psyche. And that is that next week. Yes, next week. Just trying to figure out out the dates. Next week, uh, on Thursday, the 10th of September, it is World Suicide Prevention Day. So we have talked about suicide in passing in several episodes where people will share experiences. Um, we have got an episode coming out later this month where we're uh, more in depth with a guest sharing their experience of losing their mum to suicide. Um, but for World Suicide Prevention Day, we are doing something a bit different, <laughs> a bit scary. Um, we are doing a live panel discussion. So I will be joined by 
five guests, <laughs> so there'll be six of us, and we are broadcasting a panel discussion focused around suicide live on our Facebook page. And so as with the podcast, this is going to be having an open and honest conversation about suicide, about why there is so much stigma and misunderstanding, why it is a taboo subject, how we can help loved ones who are feeling suicidal, how we as a society can improve things, what professionals can do. Um, So really, as with the podcast, uh, when we dive into mental health problems, it's about challenging those misconceptions, raising awareness, and really just with compassion and empathy and and trying to um, be curious and increase understanding that kind of approach to having this conversation. So We'll be going live for that on uh, on our Facebook page at 8 p.m. UK time. But the audio will then be released on the Monday, the 14th, as a podcast episode. So it'll be something that you can listen to to catch up. So we've not <laughs> we've not done it before broadcasting live in that way, although we have done a panel discussion when we talked about racial injustice and mental health. So stay tuned for that if you can join us live that would be amazing and if you have any questions about suicide or any thoughts or perspectives you want to share then please do drop us a message uh, facebook or instagram at psyche coaching p-s-y-k-h-e coaching uh, and we'd love to try and tackle some of those questions or just share our thoughts uh, on those during that discussion uh, also if you're listening to this monday or Tuesday, or Wednesday even. Uh, Wednesday the 2nd, uh, I am doing a TEDx talk. Eek. <laughs> so uh, if you're following on my social media, you might have seen that I am part of the TEDx Froom dream team. Uh, so involved, and a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Jen Pridgen, who was on sharing her big idea. And this week, I am doing the talk, and I am and I am sharing my big idea. Uh, so that is something that you can you can tune in live at 7 p.m. UK time on the TEDx Froom Facebook page to listen to, uh, or it will be available on YouTube um, and obviously on the replay on the Facebook page, the same as our panel discussion will be, I forgot to mention that, um, but I will also be sharing it. So yeah, that's my big moment, <laughs> TEDx. Um, I, I don't know whether, why, you know, virtually whether it feels as big a deal as talking at the in-person event would be but who knows maybe that's the future um but yeah so that's that's kind of two exciting things that are going on um I'll be back on Wednesday where we're joined by Beryl um for an amazing conversation so please do join us then and as always please do take care of yourself be kind to yourself and those around you and you know really remember the impact of your thoughts on your feelings um and then yeah you can you can change them uh take on the message of this whole conversation um and the kind of thoughts that I've shared today and I'm gonna say goodbye there because now I feel like I am <laughs> absolutely waffling as um as I do sometimes so yeah have a good couple of days and I will chat to you Wednesday bye